0: Coming up on AEA Amplified, let's learn the latest about 5G and what it means for business and general aviation with Mark Ayala, Senior Director of Sales for Collins Aerospace.
1: From the Aircraft Electronics Association, this is AEA Amplified, a podcast for aviation's technology experts with your host, Jeff Hill.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a mode company, providing full cockpit upgrade solutions of customizable EFIS displays, UHF and VHF aircraft radios, and autopilots, plus much more for retrofit and OEM factory-fit aircraft. To learn more about the upgrade solutions, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Hi again everyone, I'm your host Jeff Hill for this June 1st, 2023 edition of AEA Amplified. And as many avionics professionals know, there's been a lot of industry chatter the last couple of years on the subject of 5G deployment by the mobile wireless industry in what's called the C-band on the radio spectrum. And the C-band is adjacent to the spectrum used by radar altimeters on aircraft. So of course this is an important issue and we currently have the FCC, the FAA, various trade associations, and industry working together to try to ensure that those radar altimeters are protected from potential 5G interference, and in just a few weeks, coming up on July the 1st, airlines will be required to have their altimeters upgraded to try to address any potential interference, and the wireless companies expect to operate their networks in the urban areas with minimal restrictions. So, Naturally, it is the perfect time to catch up with one of our industry experts and AA members on the subject of 5G. And I'm pleased to welcome our guest, who is the Senior Director of Sales for Collins Aerospace. We're joined by Mr. Mark Ayala. And Mark, thanks so much for joining us. And if we could, maybe let me just start with, with kind of a basic question and, and just have you, if you could explain what the difference is between the C band and other 5G frequencies.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. It's uh, great to be on and uh, educate the listeners on uh, some of the complexities here. Uh, It's a great question because sort of implied within it is why is 5G a problem? Uh, 5G is really a term that was invented by the telecommunications industry, and it's great for its intended use. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea that 5G is bad. Uh, It's certainly great for use on cell phones and, and what it's designed for. The problem is in the regulation of 5G, the FCC designated a portion of the electromagnetic spectrum called C-band for use by telecom. That, that C-band is the portion of 5G that overlaps with radar altimeters. And anyone who's ever flown an aircraft and transmitted on a radio knows that anytime you have two devices transmitting on the same frequency, they're going to interfere with one another and, and usually be unusable. So that's, that's the basic uh, essence of 5G and why it's a problem.
0: And, I, you know, why is this problem maybe, uh, uh, why is it a problem only in the United States? Uh, because we've seen 5G has been deployed in other countries outside the U.S. with minimal problems.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it really is a U.S.-specific problem, and it really has to do with how the ground cell phone antennas are installed here in the United States. Um, everybody's been using 5G on cell phones for several years now. And you you look up in the upper right-hand corner and see the little 5G up there and everything seems to be fine. And probably everybody has flown on a commercial airliner and it seems not to be an issue. Um, So really a lot of people are asking this question. So in in the U.S., it, it boils down to the cell phone antennas are installed parallel to the ground. And in places like Europe and outside the U.S., those cell phone antennas are regulated so that they point just slightly downward toward the Earth's surface, and so that parallel installment in the U.S. allows for more of that electromagnetic energy to get up into the atmosphere where it can be a problem with airplanes.
0: And Mark, what equipment on board the aircraft is affected specifically, and are there any concerns with GPS devices as well as radar altimeters?
1: Yeah, at present, it's, it's only the radar altimeters that are the subject of the FAA's um, airworthiness directives and, and the um, restrictions. Now, the telecom industry is constantly innovating, just like aviation is, and they've spoken publicly about sort of the next wave of their new technology, and it's, it's sort of unofficially been dubbed 6G. Um, no regulation's been defined for that yet, but if we take how the situation played out for 5G, uh what we're really hopeful of is that the agency involved can take a lesson and do the coordination properly next time to prevent other aircraft systems from vulnerabilities to interference in the future
0: and mark uh in terms of cybersecurity uh is is 5G a concern with that
1: yeah the the short answer is not directly um and I, there have been some concerns voiced that that we've heard about you know since this electromagnetic energy is making its way from cell phone towers, which obviously contain data, is there a way that it that it could pose a threat to the aircraft? And the answer is no, not directly, but it illustrates why it's important to address 5G interference with an FAA-certified avionics solution. And as you probably are aware, tso equipment has to pass DO-160 and undergo other testing to ensure that electromagnetic interference doesn't cause other problems in the aircraft and bleed over into other systems. And so um, just make sure that however you're planning to address it, you're doing so with a certified solution.
0: And Mark, I always know it's difficult to look through a crystal ball, but uh, from your perspective, uh, what do you see the the future of 5G looking like maybe over the next five years or so?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's going to be a slow process. I think uh, that's something that um, we've all sort of come to grips with here in the industry to get to um, a day when we look back and say we're compliant now. And, and probably the best, um, you know, sample of something similar is the ADSB rollout for 2020 that we've just kind of come through. Um, there's still people catching up on that, but. You know, the, in advance of the mandate that came out, um, the FAA issued several rounds of airworthiness directives and, and had, you know, lots of comment periods and so forth. And that was all focused on, largely, on transponders and GPS. So far, we've only seen one airworthiness directive for Part 121 airline operators, but there have been discussions about subsequent airworthiness directives. In fact, there's been some information from the FAA here just earlier this week asking for additional reports and information. Um, some of the speculation is there's there's nothing to say this definitively yet, but part 135 and part 91 operators could be affected in some fashion. So um, within the next five years, we certainly could see additional ADs come out. And just like with ADSB, there's a huge demand that our industry has to fill. Uh, it's going to take a while for us to fill that demand. You know, if 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 you look at how many radar altimeters we produce in a given month here at Collins, And then you extrapolate how many aircraft have to be fit with these new solutions. It's a huge ramp up in production, not just for us, but for all of the uh, major avionics producers of radar altimeters out there. So it's going to take several years for us to clear all of that demand collectively as an industry uh, before we get everybody equipped the way we need to. So I think we're all going to have to have a lot of patience and um, hopefully we can make the right decisions. and, um, influence the, the regulators to uh, do the same.
0: And that's great insight, good information for AEA members uh, all across the country. And once again, we are visiting with Mark Ayala. He is the Senior Director of Sales for Collins Aerospace here on AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a mo company. And Mark, uh, Collins Aerospace, of course, was one of 33 companies that got to introduce new products and services at this year's AEA convention, and that took place, I believe, in your hometown there in Orlando, Florida. Uh, in fact, uh, you were on stage uh, to make the announcement uh, that Collins expects to complete an AMLSTC uh, in the second quarter of 2023, which is uh, which is currently the quarter we're in, uh, and that's for 5G resilient radar altimeters. So. What's the latest uh, that you can tell us about on the alt one thousand plus and the alt four thousand plus?
1: Yeah, so we are progressing on both versions. Um, You know, the the AMLSTC that I mentioned is really a series of several AMLSTCs that uh, govern multiple aircraft types using the the two different series of radar altimeters. Um, When we first off, when we say alt one thousand plus and alt four thousand plus, we're we're talking about uh, a a product that has been upgraded to include what we call an internal filter that handles the interference uh provided by you know 5G and the the process of establishing that requires us to first get the TSO accomplished for the equipment itself for the 1000 plus and the 4000 plus and then we can progress into the the STC. so um, the TSO. I'm happy to report the TSO paperwork has been completed for the 1,000 plus and the 4,000 plus, and we are working towards those AML STCs. The TSOs took a little bit longer than we hoped, and, and so the the update on the AML STCs we expect to have them uh, within the months of July and August now. So um, a little bit later than we had planned, but we're still going to have it this year. And um, it's, we expect the second half of the year to be very busy in terms of uh, installs for the equipment.
0: And Mark, you also uh, mentioned and announced at the AEA convention or in Orlando that uh, Collins Aerospace will have uh, available in the second quarter of this year a mobile application that enables a connectivity ecosystem for business jets. So what can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so we've been working for the past year or two to address really a couple of requests and concerns that have come in from our operators and our in-service fleet. You know, we, we spend quite a bit of time and energy at Collins trying to interface with the users of our products and find out from them what they like, what they don't like, what they would like to see improved, um, you know, through some some pilot uh, user boards that we have. Um, and probably the thing that, that came up that was highlighted the most in terms of a, of a gap that we that they wanted us to close uh, was the ability to push a flight plan from their efd device directly to the avionics wirelessly um, there is a way to do that today but it requires a cable and it's a little bit of a, a laborious process so um, we have uh, developed a way to do that via bluetooth using a, a third-party device that's going to allow the operator to just plug that device in right into the front of the avionics. And then our ProLine 21 and ProLine Fusion operators will have that ability to push that flight plan from, their, from select EFB providers directly to that avionics. And the best part about it is there's no additional software required for the flight deck avionics. Um, we'll also have some features for offload of, of certain maintenance data and we're still working on that and that is still on track to be available later this year
0: Well, very good and and i believe you also uh had an announcement about a cabin management upgrade uh, that will be available later this year and i believe that is the wireless access point 6000 uh, which is wi-fi 6 capable Uh, what else can you share about that new product
1: yeah, you know, Wi-Fi is kind of hand in hand with 5G in terms of innovation and and speed of upgrades. So it it seems that every time you buy a new device, there, there's a new Wi-Fi protocol that's available. And and so in Avionics, we've been you know trying to keep up with those um, new protocols as best we can. So the uh, Wireless Access Point 6000 was an, an iteration of that product, which was designed to enable those new, uh, the Wi-Fi 6 protocols. And so what that's going to allow for is faster Wi-Fi connections within the cabin and the ability to handle more devices uh, simultaneously. So um, in addition to that, we've also beefed up some of the connectors on the backside of the, of the box. So we got some feedback that the ones we were using, which were you know basically commercial grade, were, were breaking off Um, in in the operational environment. So we tried to address that and we beefed those up with a little bit more industrial strength connectors. So those are two important features on the the WAP that'll be available
0: later this year. Well, Mark, thanks for letting us catch up with you and sharing all of the good work that you're doing there at Collins Aerospace. Is there anything else maybe you'd like to add uh, before we let you go that we haven't covered yet?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, thinking about 5G, uh, th- this is a really complex topic. And depending on who you are and how you operate, it's going to affect you differently. And so uh, the the important thing for people to realize is that they need to educate themselves. There are lots of ways to do that. Uh, every company that, that is a manufacturer of radar altimeters has some sort of method for uh, providing information on the problem and how to address it. Um, The important thing is different aircraft classes have different solutions and operation type plays a big part in how much you're going to be exposed to this interference. So if if whether you're an owner operator, a part 135 charter operator, a corporate flight department, what have you, each one of those scenarios is going to have a different exposure to the 5G problem. So it's really important for people to educate themselves at Collins, we have a variety of educational webinars that we're doing um, and, and other information available. And the best place to get started on that, if you're a Collins operator, is to visit our website, www.collins.com slash 5G. And you'll be able to submit a request there and, and one of our sales folks can get back with you and answer whatever questions you might have and direct you to the resources that you need.
0: Well, Mark Ayala, thanks so much for joining us here on AA Amplified and as you mentioned there of course you can learn more about the company uh, on, on the website there and also just a heads up, uh, we are going to have more coverage of each of the new products that, that we touched on a little bit here today. Uh, Uh, that were announced during the A.A. convention and we'll have that coverage in upcoming editions of Avionics News Magazine. So stay tuned for that in the weeks and months ahead. And also before we sign off, let me do remind our listeners and A.A. members uh, that the avionics training schedule is heating up as we enter the spring and summer months here at the A.A.'s classroom in Lee Summit, Missouri. And there are a number of several in-person and virtual classes planned. Uh, Some of them were just announced here within the last week. So You can learn more about each of those classes and reserve your seat. They will sell out uh, and space is limited. So uh, get your seat now and learn more information uh, on the website at aea.net slash training. And also don't forget that the industry's top resource to address workforce development was recently launched at aerocareers.net. Now that website is built by industry professionals and it's powered by the AEA, the website offers a spotlight on career paths in aviation, and it has great links for jobs, scholarships, aviation schools, veterans resources, and so much more. You can check it out encourage anyone you meet who might have an interest in aviation to visit aerocareers.net. And along those lines, if your company is hiring, don't forget to post your career opportunities on the AEA jobs board, and that is at aea.net slash jobs. That is going to wrap it up for today, and we hope you can join us again soon for another episode of AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a mode company. To learn more about Genesis and its full range of upgrade solutions, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Thanks again to Collins Aerospace Senior Director of Sales, Mark Ayala, for being our guest today. And until next time, here on AEA Amplified, For our producer engineer, Aaron Ward, this is your host, Jeff Hill, wishing you blue skies ahead. So long, everybody.